Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and I am glad you're listening today. Again, I have Pastor Max Buchanan with me, uh, the host of Bible on the Frontline and also associate pastor at Cloverdale Church of God. Hi, Max. Hi, how's it going? Good, and thanks for joining me again. It's been a fun week. You should be able to wrap back and forth. And, Absolutely. And Pastor Max is doing a series uh, in on this subject, and so I've, I've asked him to be able to share about some of the things he's talking about, and so we've been having a good time going through the Word of God. So, mm-hmm. But I'm going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to dive back in and uh, see where God wants to take us today. Our Heavenly Father, thanks for the day. Thanks for Max. Thanks for our listeners. Lord, open up doors. May we hear you, see you, respond to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm going to start off, uh, Max, reading 1 Thessalonians chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 3 through 8. We shared part of chapter uh, verse 3 yesterday, mm-hmm. but let me read it again. So we continue to remember before our God, the Father of your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe sufferings. You welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And to you became a model to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And so, again, going back to verse 3, what's really interesting to me is he gives three characteristics. And this is what my message is really focused in on. Um, The first of those is faith. And faith, obviously, we know, like we're saved by faith through grace. Uh, But I think oftentimes we can't really, like, define what faith is. And I remember this uh, specific story, a great kid that came through our youth group and now has a desire to be in ministry. His name's Zach. He's been on my radio show uh, quite a few times. He's been on Bible on the front line a a few times. Uh, But there was this one time where we were in San Francisco and uh, we were supposed to have a conversation with uh, a homeless person who was getting us used to talking and he was gung ho. So he's like, I'm going to evangelize to this guy. And so we get there and the guy's like, well, well, how do you know this whole Jesus thing is real? He's like, I got faith. And he was like, what does faith mean? And he's like, it's like it's belief in, in, you know, and he was like, see, you can't define it. He starts getting all crazy on him and, and stuff like that. And so I was like, you got to go back to the scriptures and see what faith means. And lucky for us, the author of Hebrews, uh, you know, gave us a definition. It says, now faith is confidence in what we have hoped for and assurance about what we do not see. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we know that, that Jesus was here, died for our sins, that he, he sent the Holy Spirit, that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We know that. It's assurance in that. The theologian J.J. Packer Great guy. Yeah. Great books. Oh, yeah. He said that, that faith is trusting God because God has revealed himself. Yes. And then it leads to an abundant life. And that's what Paul is saying here is he said, you had these works of faith. And so it was a faith that was alive. Just like James says, faith without works is dead. It's not saying that you're earning anything by this faith, but it's saying you're so changed by this faith 
that, that you're willing to do something about it because you have this new nature. You have this excitement about what God is doing because you've put your trust in the one who's revealed himself. And since you know that that is truth, you step into and you walk. And what does Paul say? In there, he says, you've become an encouragement to all of these people. Not only that, you became an imitator of us and an imitator of Christ. They were only there for four weeks, and yet here they are, just a great example of faith. And I think that that's so incredibly important for us to know that our churches need to be characterized by a faith that is in action, a faith that has overwhelmed us so much, a belief that's overwhelmed that it, it causes us to do something. And uh, I was just thinking about it and remembering back, especially this Christmas season. um, I remember, and you probably remember the story better than I do, but there was a situation where wasn't there like a single mom or something like that, that her car got broken into and all the presents got stolen, like not far before Christmas. And our church just fully stepped up. Do you recall that? Yeah. 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 Tell the story because it's awesome. So someone came to us and was like, hey, we know somebody, right? Yes. Yeah. And it was like after our giving tree and all that different stuff. So oh, the church is already right. given and We've given already and given. And yeah, gave, man, uh, uh, tons. Yeah. And so so we put out the the place that, hey, this is the situation. And this family was uh, was taken advantage of and mm-hmm. and uh, and people just responded. Yeah, and that and that's what happened. I think they they were even saying like, oh, they got even more stuff than the you know they originally had. But it was just a cool moment of our church saying, yes, we believe in this, we have faith yes. in this, and so the rubber's going to meet the road, and we're going to step up. And again, it's always a huge season where we ask people to give. Yeah, we have oh, Christ's yeah. birthday offering. We have these trees, and then to go above and beyond. Mo- yeah. You know, like I think that the world would look at that and say, look at how much we've already helped. That's good enough. Right. But the church said. We want to step out in faith and we want to sacrifice a little bit so that, you know, this last, and it was like not even long before Christmas. Like it was like a, you know, a last minute step up for, for, um, you know, Cloverdale to do. And it was just so encouraging to, to me and probably to you to just see again, like the, the generosity, but that's that, like, we're saying we believe this stuff. Now we're showing it. Yeah. And I think that's important, important for the church to do. People are, are amazingly generous. And mm-hmm. we had several things this year. In fact, we uh, we were supporting the Chrysalis House because we believe in their ministry. And, mm. and man, we were hoping to get a little bit of money. Man, I tell you, we did. We Between that and a Christ birthday offering for missions, we brought in over $20,000, uh, mm-hmm. just people. Generous. And that was on top of the giving tree. Yeah. I mean, it was an amazing thing. People coming together as the church. Yeah, exactly. And as Thessalon- as as you're going to share out of Thessalonians, how the church came together and how this young church, you know, and what God was doing and what God wants to do, it's something that we've got to take very seriously because mm-hmm. we've got a world out there that needs a lot of help. Yeah, most definitely. And as we were... Then going on, it it says, um, again, back to that verse 3 with the characteristics of the church, because that's really what he's talking about as he goes through here. He says, uh, the father of your work of faith, your labor of love, and your steadfastness of hope of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I love that, uh, you know, that says the work of your faith, the labor of love. And, uh, you know, going back again to the Greek and looking at that, it's the, the word agape. Agape love, by definition, is Jesus. And so it 
I think a lot of times our culture, we're like, oh, you know, love is this and love is that. And we're willing to put a different standard in front of love and, and really split it from God's holiness. But a true biblical love that the church is supposed to have respects and honors the holiness of God. Right. And I think that so in our culture, um, you know, we're like, hey, bring this in. You know, and we're going to say that this is love and that like like just different issues that are social issues that that are huge. I think the church a lot of times is willing to look away and not look to God's standard. We're a holiness church. We believe that God calls us to holiness, that we're not perfect by any means. And we definitely need the grace of God. We're not working for our salvation by any means, but he's called us to be a holy people. Yes. And, uh, and so that's one thing that I think oftentimes when we look at like the overall, not like our, you know, specifically Cloverdale or specifically the church that you go to, but like, if you look at church overall, I think a lot of times it's like, we're going to define love by the world standards and we're going to get all this stuff in here and, and we're going to, we're willing to sacrifice God's holiness because all we're reading is the word love, not realizing agape cannot be sacrificed from holiness and that this was a church that left idols. Yes. I think oftentimes we, we, let, we encourage people to bring their idols and keep their idols rather than laying them at the feet of the cross because we're scared of being called names now. Oh, you're a bigot. You're a homophobe. All these different things that we're scared of being called. So then we sacrifice the standard of God and say, right. this is love. But that's not actually love because people are staying in their sin. Yep. Calling out sin and saying, this is what God has for you. He radically wants to transform your life. Yes, this might be a struggle forever, but this is life and this is life abundantly. It's far more loving than sacrificing the standard of God mm-hmm. in order to, you know, think that we're doing God some favors of, of loving people in a different way than he's called us to love. And we don't realize that we're actually just condoning what people are doing and not loving them at all. And uh, one of the verses in here that that stuck out that we'll we'll kind of finish on this and then talk a little bit about, um, you know, the rest of verse three. But it says in verse nine, for they themselves report concerning uh, concerning us, the kind of receipt that we had among you. And how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. So they left the idols right. to serve God. Yep. And so we need to be a church and we need to be a, cr- a group of people. And as Christians, yes, we're going to love people with the love of Christ. But when people are saved, we do need to call out sin. Yes. And we do need to say, this is God's standard. This is who we fear. Mm-hmm. And this is what we want to be. We cannot sacrifice the standard of God away from love. And we cannot condone sin. Well, no. And this is what we see in life is compromise. Mm-hmm. I have people all the time, you know, well, Pastor, we're going to get married. So, well, you know, we live together now and we live in, mm. you know, we're compromised with God's standards was, hey, you know, yeah. sexual uh, purity is so important. and. Mm-hmm. And immorality is 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 premarital sex before uh, being married, mm-hmm. but yet we justify it and we justify all sorts of sin in our life. I've had mm-hmm. people justify it forever. You can't justify sin. Sin yeah. is sin. I don't sin care how you shake it. You can mm-hmm. lie. Well, I had to lie to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not lie. Yeah. But you know, when we we go against the things of God. We need to be a holy people, be the best people we could be. Mm-hmm. We're not a perfect people. Man, I make mistakes, say things I shouldn't say, you know, and mm-hmm. I say, Lord, forgive me, help me to see you clear. Yeah. But he knows our heart, mm-hmm. and he knows if we're uh, playing games or if we're playing cover-up. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, – you're right, Max. This is a 
it's uh, it's time to get busy. And he was telling this church, get busy. Get yeah. rid of your idols. Yep. Let's, let's serve God wholly. Yep. So, well, anyway, with that said, we're done again today. Right Thanks, on. Max. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Lord bless you, folks. Have a good day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.